Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching. Green Light, Season 10, Episode 15. And what a cryptic title to start today's <laughs> session. Cryptic. Green Light refers to the highest ranking award that can be given to a training provider, aka Parallel Coaching, <laughs> for the equivalent of our Ofsted report. Which happened this weekend. How cool is that? Wicked. So join us with a little whoop whoop and a congratulations. Head over to the Parallel Coaching Inner Circle or on your Facebook or Instagram stories and just say, well done, guys. Yeah, and it's not just us. It's also our learners yes. throughout the whole year that's Completely. passed. Completely. But also, actually, all of Parallel Time over the last 10 years. It's the... So we've been given a low-risk, high-compliancy, yes. which is the equivalent of a green light. So you can get a, an amber light, which is kind of medium on both, or you can yeah. get a red light, which is kind of like high-risk... Um, and low compliance. Low compliance. And over the last 10 years, uh, since Parallel have been going, we've had the green light every single year. It's wicked. But it's so a reflection. Cool. It's not just a reflection of Haley or I. It's a reflection of the Parallel team. Okay, And there's a few uh, characters in the background that you kind of almost never mm. hear or, or speak to because we, we rely on them to help us. Yeah. Um, but they're not at the forefront of Parallel. But it's a massive reflection of you, the learner. Mm. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, without your hard work and 110% dedication, that's why yeah. we say dedicated to more, um, it, this isn't possible. Yeah, because you can uphold the standard as a learner, which Completely. allows us to uphold the standard as your training provider. And so, so whilst it's really not an Ofsted inspection, okay, yeah. um, it's the kind of the equivalent for a training provider. Yeah, that gives a good context, actually. Yes. So this weekend was our external verification visit. Yes. So someone from Active IQ comes over looks at a load of paperwork and documents that I need to give them, but then they also have a look at how we're instructing and tutoring in yep. the classroom and assessments. Completely. So they'll always have a look at how we're going through and, and making sure that the assessment is a good first standard. Completely. I think that's what it comes down to. It's about standards and it's about it's adhering to national occupational standards, which we're going to talk about in, in this episode. Yeah. But we're going to go through like the policies and procedures that we follow in order to deliver safe, effective honest, fair and valid qualifications yeah. that reflect industry-ready um, fit pros. Yeah, so that you're totally yeah. ready to go and do this job later. But what I love about this episode, or where it's going to go, is you can pinch, I suppose... The, the your poly, own nuggets of info the nuggets of info so that you can a, approach your own client base and say well how do I deliver an honest safe and fair uh, product or service mm. and how can I put different checks on different clients or my own practice to evaluate to move forwards and improve the standards in which I operate at as and it's you. a really really powerful way of being able to check in so we'll definitely touch on that today completely I, I have a bit of a bee in my bonnet because I I think, you know, if there's any kind of teachers or anybody that works in a school or even parents, you you know the kind of the, the, the deep level of anxiety and animosity behind mm. the offset coming yeah. in. Okay, you you get a, a little bit of warning. Okay, yeah. we had, uh, what, four to six weeks of yeah, an official so day. Months, and so you've got to put an incredible amount of work in, but you don't really know what 
is being looked at or checked in the grand scheme of no. things. Yeah, you don't really know what they want. To and see. so this is where you have to be consistent across the board mm. all year round. Because it's not just a quick scrabble at the end of, uh, you know, two weeks to go and get the, the T's crossed and the I's dotted. It's about being consistent throughout all of your practice and saying, okay, so Ofsted or Active IQ equivalent are going to come in, in 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 four weeks' time. This is the paperwork or and this is what they're going to want to check and see. But it, it it's so easy to get is, unplugged. Yeah. It's easy to get unstuck, I suppose, because if you're not consistent for the other 11 months... Then that's uh, yeah. Then it, then that comes out in the wash it inside. It will come that. out. They'll be able to see it. That's why those checks are well annual for us. They're probably yeah. more recent and more often for other people. But what I really love is that what the awarding body is doing in that case is that they're looking for set standards and fairness, upholding and adhering yeah. to the national occupational standards set by Ofqual. Yeah, and that we really value high standard. Mm. We value trust. We value that you guys can trust the standard we have. Well, I would like I think to think really that important. every learner, whether you are looking to do your first qualification in fitness or your next qualification, would would trust their training provider to make sure that it, they are doing what they say they were doing. Yeah. So if we and go that it's back, it's going to get you ready. Yeah. No. Completely. It's industry ready. So if I go back, you know, twelve years, I used to work inside reps, mm. and my role as an endorsement officer was to almost have that like final signature on uh, continued professional development. So short courses and and short CPD, online stuff and, and face-to-face to say that this was industry ready, fit for purpose, and it was an honest, fair and valid reflection of the current national occupational standards. And that's that's vital. I've had that kind of like be in my bonnet to yeah. uphold this that's industry standard. because if 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 we could just deliver what we wanted, mm, if I could just give you my fact, my my own my own facts or yeah. my own opinions, then it doesn't really count for anything. Yeah, because that's just our opinion of what would be included. Yes. Yet the occupational standards are there to say, well, actually, and you need to know. Let's just like actually, I've heard this many times before. If someone was to write their own PT course, for example, yes, not unless it's not been standardised, checked, or got an awarding body, they just write their own and give you a little certificate with their own name on it, for example. You can get some nice cheap ones online for this. Well, but, I hear a lot. I, yeah. I, I go down a little Just bit. I feel like it. I'm bad cop today. But you hear a lot of um, well-established um, influencers. But they would call themselves, I'm not an influencer. And people say, oh, you should do a you should do PT course of education. But at the end of the day, if they were really had the backing of the industry, they really wanted the best for this health, well-being and fitness industry, then they would go to... Active IQ, YMCA, VCTC, the, the awarding bodies. They wouldn't make up their own opinion. opinion. And I often hear... Because well, how do they know, sorry to jump in, how do they know what's best for an individual that is just starting out in the industry for a fitness instructor or mm. PT role on the gym floor at David Lloyd's or Virgin Active or the local CrossFit box? Or the they local... only know the extent of that based on their own opinion. Yes. Which is why they might turn around and say, oh, you don't really need to know anatomy. I'm not going to include it in this. Yeah, or, oh, you don't really need, like, you just need the fastest route or you need the most quickest route or you need the cheapest route. That's opinion yes. of what would go into a particular content. It's like saying, well, my opinion is that and when you're making a cake, you don't need any eggs. <laughs> It'd be you know, a rubbish cake, it wouldn't would it? It would be a rubbish cake. Completely. But actually, like... It, that becomes my opinion of that. Mm. If you want something like a qualification that you know is going to be recognised, you know is going to prepare you to go and do it's something. It's funny, isn't it? That, it needs all the ingredients. Yeah, and it's funny how like the fitness industry 
comes with this kind of stigma or baggage, I suppose, of saying that um, you don't need the quality, just go and get the fastest, cheapest qualification you learn on the job. Well, how do you know you're learning right on the job? Mm. You don't go, oh, I'm going to go to college or university, just go and get the quickest, cheapest um, part-time evening course and get going and you are suddenly a dentist. Yeah. You wouldn't want that person doing your teeth, would you? Uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> Ran over anyway. <laughs> but, but that's our main thing, really, is saying that the reason why I welcome these every year and these mm. external verification visits, these checks, and obviously I very much welcome a green, a green yeah. light, um, but it's because it's a reflection of us agreeing, yeah, we are at the high standards we look for. Yes, completely. And I really yeah. like that. It's a real nice reassurance. And I think everyone needs reassurance. What I want to say as well is like to give you a kind of a, a, a bit more of an insight into behind the scenes. It's not just a yearly check. Every group that goes, so it's a yearly check where somebody comes out and we actually meet face to face. But actually, more importantly, is every group that goes through a selection of, of people's work. So let's just say a course has five units in. Yeah. Okay, so that might be anatomy and physiology, a case study, a practical assessment, evaluation and a worksheet. Yeah. So what I, so Hayley would mark those five units for, yeah. for every learner. Yeah. Then I would take some of those and check Hayley's marking. Yeah. And then we've got a guy called Adam, okay, yeah. and a guy called Tim who works with us, who would then also check Haley or I's work, blind blind marking, yeah. to make sure that, let's say, for example, the worksheet was given 21 marks and Haley had scored somebody 21, okay? Mm -hmm. Adam could then remark it blind and say, actually, I gave that learner 18 marks. And then we would do a standardization to see, yeah. well, why did you give them 18 and why did you give them 21? And now we've got this internal process of mm. an evaluative cycle. It makes it fair. It makes it so that fair and who, honest. Whoever was assessing them would give that score. And I know that Adam, for example, doesn't just do this for parallel coaching. He actually works for a couple of other training providers. Yeah. So it almost shouldn't matter which training provider you go to. It should be the same policy procedure, the same assessment. You should be able to do the same assessment or coursework and get exactly the same mark wherever you went that's for yeah. that's for beauty of having this standardized but then every every month active iq who are our awarding body and we're yeah. going to talk about that shortly will also ask for selection of learner work and they will um quality it assure it and check the standards as well so it's not just this fly on the wall once a year it's actually a constant um ongoing process yeah. of saying okay i've marked it but is that and an honest, fair and valid assessment. Is that the standard? Is it the thing that people are expecting? Mm -hmm. Could someone else mark it and have the same response? Completely. And the same for practicals as well. And that's what's really nice about them coming out and visiting. I really yes. like that. Yes. Um, and also they get a chance to see our learners who are so pumped on assessment week. They are, aren't they? It's like, I, it was electric in there yesterday yeah. morning, to be yeah. honest. And uh, Neil had them all crawling underneath each other's legs and jumping we around. Had, and we had stuff. a good wake up, shake up. But, but I think, you know, standards are, are key. And so, you know, quite often we get asked, you know, what is uh, who you are accredited to? Who's your awarding your body? awarding body, yeah. So for Parallel Coaching, we've used Active IQ and only Active IQ the since the start of Parallel, so 10 years. So yeah. Active IQ are the awarding body. Other awarding bodies are things like YMCA, uh, VTCT. <laughs> I said it earlier, yeah, completely. Um, I think it's like Transcend Awards. I think I believe yeah. like Future Fit of Our Own Awarding Body. Um, yeah. and there's a few. There's quite a few ones, different yeah. awarding bodies out there, but let's just just get one thing straight. 
It doesn't matter if you did your PT course through an active IQ provider or YMCA provider, you would still be covering the same national occupational standards, which means you would still be doing the exact same criteria checklist on your practical assessments. Yes, there might be little variations in syllabus like questions or wording, but both are recognised and regulated by Ofqual cool. in the active leisure sector. Yeah. So they would sit like sisters next to each other. Yes. So the, the umbrella of Ofqual, which you'll notice sounds a bit like Ofsted, Yep. It's just the qualification framework version of Ofsted. Cool. Um, and you'll notice on your certificates and things, if you ever fancy having a look, It'll you'll see the little Ofqual symbol. Ofqual logo. Yep. Um, yeah, trust, logo, trust logo. That's it. Yep. Um, and it basically says they're recognised and regulated by Ofqual, which is kind of sitting above all these awarding bodies. Mm-hmm. And then the Ofqual side of things is then broken down into different leisure sec- in different sectors. And the one for fitness is classed as active leisure. Active leisure sector. Yeah, exactly. Completely. So it'd be different sectors for different industries. And then it's a, the awarding body's role to design qualifications that are vocational and that meet those off-qual standards that are set, yeah. but are also relevant that people want yeah. and that people are going to sell and that the so, training providers want. So they're like this middle between the two. Yeah, completely. They're, they're the ones that put together the, the I suppose, the, the raw nuts and bolts of a PT course. Mm. And then what happens then is as a training provider, for example, Parallel Coaching, we say we want to deliver a level two fitness instructor course or a level three personal trainer course or a level three supporting clients course, level three, level four obesity course, for example. And we then put together all of the materials, okay? Mm. So that might be the scheme of work, the lesson plans, how it's gonna be delivered, the, all the timetables, the, the tutorials, all of the resources that you get so that you can actually consume that course, learn, be assessed against the awarding body's um, rules, their, rules, standards, their yeah. standards, but yeah. ultimately meet the national occupational standards of Ofqual. Yes. Now, national occupational standards, we've thrown this out there a few times, is the standard of a performance and performance that people are expected to achieve in a workplace scenario. So this is inside fitness, you're expected to have a certain level of safe and effective nature in how you're performing. And you need certain knowledge and skills in order to do that. Mm -hmm. So they're the national occupational standards. They say you need to be able to instruct someone. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to articulate it. For example, these become the standards and then they get filtered down by our active IQ into the syllabus. And that gets filtered down into our If I remember back when I worked inside reps quite some time ago now, um, I actually chaired the uh, board at this point and it had lots of different people, I know it sounds really odd thing to say, but around the table, mm. but from different parts of the sector. Right. Okay, so active the active leisure. leisure sector. And so you'd have, you know, somebody representing, say, UK Active, somebody uh, representing um, uh, reps, which was myself. We would have um, internal and external quality assurers that were going out to centres. We would have leading centres yeah. that were that I suppose were leading the way. We would yeah. have... Things um, like swimming pool regulations, things we like would that have, were Exactly. We would have employers come in um, and standardise around a table to say, like, well, what does make an outstanding level two fitness instructor? Mm-hmm. If you wanted an aqua instructor, what would be the qualities yeah. that we... And attributes... What's the criteria? Would, the criteria. And... We would, I suppose, argue too for nail, okay, as a as a collective, as a board, to make sure that everything was covered, to make sure that these standards were set, to say, well, if we write this course, it is going to be an honest reflection of industry ready vocational related 
And what I love is that then that has to be actionable. So you've got this criteria, which could be quite um, woolly, I suppose. Ambiguous. Ambiguous. But how do you then make that into an actionable point? Which is what you see, say, if you've got your practical assessment coming up Mm -hmm. and you see this checklist on the side and it says things like monitored intensity. Yeah. And you could literally action it and put a tick in the box. Mm -hmm. That then maps across. So you're taking this thing and making it actionable. I, I, I just love the fact that there's, I suppose... It's backed by standards. It's backed mm. by this this process, ongoing process. That I hope as a as a as a listener or a learner that you're going to go on and 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 start in fitness or you're going to continue in fitness. That you can rest assured or sleep well at night, knowing that your qualification is backed by a standard yeah. that is relevant right now. And it's it, current and it's been awarded by somebody that represents that standard. Completely, it's not just made up. It's not no, an opinion. It's not an opinion, which is which is crucial. You know, we we when we go into the classroom, we don't just stand at the front and go, "That's what's what do I fancy putting on the flip chart today? What what what, what am I going to put on my online learning <laughs> yeah, what today? Should we do? What should we do?" It actually takes somebody on a journey from A to B, just like you take your clients on, I don't know, let's say you've got a client that wants weight loss. You know that they're going to have a logical progressed plan Mm. that's going to see marginal improvements across the 12 weeks, that's going to have overload, that's going to have rest and recovery. You know that if they followed this plan to the the nth degree, you, you you could be pretty confident and guarantee a result. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we've done, I suppose, is go, well, what do the awarding body require of us? What does Ofqual and the National Occupational require of us? Where do most learners start or where does the learner start at level two fitness instructor? And what would be the logical progressed journey mm. to get them from A to B to say at the end of this, you are a fully fledged fit pro and you've met all of the National Occupational Standards. Exactly. It's the same process. It's, yeah. a, it's a transformation from A to B. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's backed by... Um, a, a set of standards and a scheme of work and dozens of lesson plans that get you from A to B. Just like you'll put together your macro plan, you'll have your meso cycles and your micro plan. That's the same as us having a scheme of work, a, a lesson plan and, and, the the, and the tutorials. Yeah, exactly. And what I love about that is that although the awarding body might be the same, so there's lots of other Active IQ training providers I don't. I forgot to ask, so our, so our, sorry to jump in, so our main person that we liaise with in Active IQ is Emma, and one of the questions I always ask, but didn't this year, I don't know why, was how many many other training providers are there, but I believe there's like well over like, I think it's over like 1500 plus, I believe, I don't know, I might be making that up. Yeah, so there's a load of them that all have the same certificate at the end of it. Yes. But this is what I love is that the journey is different depending on the training provider because that's where you can put your own spice and flavour into the journey of learning. Yeah. And then you still come out of it at the same standard or same qualification at the end. But what was the journey like? Mm. And that's what I, I also love about how when Active IQ come in and have a look at us, mm. they're always going, that's a wicked journey. Like, it's really good fun. The, the feedback isn't just like green light, um, high compliancy. There's learner interviews, yeah. there's discussions, there's, there's, there's this observation of, of, of what we're doing throughout the whole year. And so it's very clear that it's a consistent, great vibe inside mm-hmm. Parallel, which I'm incredibly proud of. But I, I wish to some degree, and I don't know if it's relevant, but imagine on the front of every marketing campaign, it was clear that every future learner that doesn't know what they're looking for, okay, at this yeah. point, saw the the status ranking of that centre. To say, like, these 
parallel coaching are green light, low risk. That, for 10 years. For 10 years. That they have consistently met of a high standard and surpassed that. And um, like there was like no feedback points, which yeah. is rare. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like it was just not, it was just a wicked experience mm. in the grand Very scheme. Very reassuring. Very reassuring. But imagine if you're like, I don't know, you're, you're how scrolling. How do you pass that on? How do you pass that on? You know, like, how do you scroll through Facebook or go online and you find a nice glitzy website and you find a nice Facebook advert that says, become a PT, turn your your passion into your profession. And, you know, and you, it's only thirty nine ninety nine a month for, and you get 15 extra CPD courses and there's this huge value stack and you think, oh, this could almost be like too good to be true. Like, this is far better than, you know, for example, going to Parallel Coaching mm. who are, you know, considerably potentially more expensive, and I have to travel to Milton Keynes. God damn it! Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But how do you know that they're sitting? What you're actually comparing? What you're actually comparing? You're comparing, say, a price or a travel or a speed. Mm. But actually, in the grand scheme of things, are you going to get to the end of your journey and go? Do you know what? I get this. I'm knowledgeable. I'm confident. Like yesterday, the biggest takeaway from yeah. from the group overall at the end of yesterday end of the on level the two uh, gym, level two like gym it. to give context. Yeah. I asked a question, I said, like, everybody have a quick chat with almost everybody, and what's your big takeaway? What's your collective takeaway from the course? And it was summarised with, I feel happy and proud of myself, mm. ourselves, <laughs> that I could go and do this right now. If you ask me to go into the gym right now, I'm happy I could instruct and coach That's a cool. client. Now, that is the... That's why they're there. That That's is, that's that is the standards. The, exactly. <laughs> that is the ultimate outcome of that course. Yeah. And that's what they collectively... And they're smiling. And as they're saying it, and just like this... I can do this. This, like, yeah. where, they've, where they started however many weeks back with low confidence, because obviously they had low confidence because they didn't know, what, know, what, they didn't know what they didn't know. But now their confidence is, you know, nine and ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of this huge weight off their shoulder. And you could see the... The difference in their like their complexions of how they stood of it's yeah. like I'm a fit pro. And also proud of themselves for yeah, achieving. That's what it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good. But um, you don't know that when you're looking at. Uh, oh yeah. Exactly. Uh, when you're signing up, do you? No. So imagine if it was. Don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. But yeah, that's why I'm really proud about our our green mm. risk rate, our green line. Uh, low risk rating um, but they check annually so um, with this active IQ and with our verification checks these annual checks happen but like Leon said there's also little touch points throughout the year as well um, and for then, every week I would say, I would well, say we, it's almost weekly yeah we have to do things oh, weekly, right, yeah. <laughs> daily weekly together um, but and they also do it on any any new course that we run. So a new course pops up and we decide to put that new course on. We put in our scheme of work and our lesson plans and they approve them. And then when that course comes through, they obviously want to see more sample of that course yes. than they would something else. And the reason for that is that then the risk of us not being at high standard is higher because we've never delivered that Because we've not done it before. Or it's a new syllabus change mm. or something. So they would check it more. Now and this I is, think it's powerful. It, That's what you're going to say. Well, this it? is where it comes through potentially the the epiphany 22 minutes into this session for you is maybe you get a new client and let's say for the vast majority of your clients um i don't know are general joe blogs they turn up to your boot camp but then uh, a lady turns up to your boot camp who is nine months post uh pregnancy yeah you're allowed to work with them but they now bring a different potential risk mm. to themselves around starting and adhering to exercise. Yeah. And so this person might require a slightly different service. Mm. So like Hayley said, like we've been doing the gym course year in, year out for 10 years. 
and we have low risk, high compliancy. So we have fewer checks. But on a brand new course, we have to do more checks because it's it's something new. We want to make sure we are meeting the standards. So maybe you might put more checks in with different clients based on their, the, risk. their risk. And that risk doesn't just health risk. No. It isn't just um, amount of conditions they have, but it also could be the risk that they're not going to complete their program. Yeah. We all have one of those clients that you fear might drop out quicker Adherent, than others. Adherence. They have yeah. adherence risk. So you might have more touch points with them let's say for example you do it let's say for example you've got this overall package where you have i don't know you you see every client two twice a week and you then message them the morning of that session just to confirm and but then you you have inside a facebook group an overall or a forum your overall you've got multiple touch points but let's say a client turns up and inside your first consultation you you find out that they've yo-yo dieted and they've really struggled with their relationship with food and and their body for almost their whole life painting this picture yeah Yeah. this person requires more touch points to make sure that you are holding them accountable to help them to guide them to have that empathetic touch to say do you know what i know you've struggled your entire life and you've never really adhered to anything i want you to be this is the first time you're going to adhere to it and I'm going to help you. And this person comes in with a slightly higher risk and you're going to potentially change or challenge your policies and procedures mm. to actually do the work to make sure this client puts a complete end to that cycle of yo-yo dieting or whatever it might be and say like, this is you're the first person to truly uh, let, help me understand Calorie, guide them, guide them, them calories them. in, calories out, to guide me, to what do I put in my shopping trolley, to you were there of a morning when I was having a low day, whatever it might be, but not all clients are created equal and not all courses are created equal and not all trading providers are created equal. Yeah, nice. And so really I think the hidden kind of question for you is what do you need to be or do mm. in order to keep you a green light? Yes. So if we've got a green light because we do these daily, weekly, monthly, yearly checks and we've got a standard that we stick to, how do you come back to it every day, week, month, mm-hmm. not only with your global clients like most oh, of I you like work that. with, I like that. but how do you check your standards? How do you suddenly go, yeah, I'm still on the right path. I've not lost any of my quality. I didn't, I didn't get complacent because I've been doing this six yeah. months or a year. Or... And then you get a new client that's a bit higher risk. How do you pay more attention to that? Yeah. Like, what keeps you at a green light? I'd love to know that. Yeah, completely. Because, you know, I don't know if I'm waffling on this, but like, imagine if like, I don't know, you've been been a fit pro for let's just say a few months and then a client comes through and you forget to do a par queue and then the next couple of weeks go through I really need to get that sorted but then this kind of almost new practice starts to build whereby the next client doesn't necessarily sign their par queue Mm -hmm. on their first consultation and suddenly over time we develop this new habit not through anything other than um, we've not kept our eye on that green light yeah and that's what I love about um, active IQ as an awarding body is they keep the f- they, they help you hold they hold us accountable mm. to pressing the green light yes I mean yeah. I, I I could go do you know what I'm happy with an amber light I'm happy with a red light because I'm still fit for purpose mm. I'm just of a higher risk which means I have to do more checks mm. you're like a, a vast considerable amount of checks and yeah it, you know but I'm not happy with a red light I'm not happy with a with a, a an amber light I'm only happy with a green light yeah so how do you hold yourself accountable to your own kind of traffic light system to say, do you know what? 
it's easy to become complacent. And actually over time, it's quite easy to change my habits. Mm. But what habits do you want to adhere to inside your daily practice, your best practice? What's your best practice? How do you evaluate it? How do you review it? How do you make sure that your standards are where you want them to be? Completely. And is there anyone else that you could have on your team that could assist you with that Mm. it doesn't need to be it could be your best mate it could be a work colleague it could be your mum your dad it could be your son or your daughter just to say "I've, i've i've done this evaluation um Watch this. Have a look at this. What does that sound like? What would you change? What would you change? I like that as a network of fit pros as well, where you help each other. And accountability. Another fit pro would be perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. So sharing how you're doing sessions or or feeding back to each other to check that you are at the standard you want to be at. It could um, be a simple. It could be in our fit pro thirty one as well. Like every week, we do a live tutorial in this particular group of learners, and inside there. They can literally ask any questions. Sometimes people put up their program cards. Mm. Am I still on point here or have I lost my And that's what I love mojo? about that, actually. Yeah, exactly. So, for, very quickly, for those of you that um, uh, don't know, Fit, the FitPro31 doors are open. Uh, so, if you do want more information on FitPro31, you would simply call Reach Hayley. Reach out to us, yeah, messages. That's all I'll leave it there if you want, it, if you want more information. But, like, imagine if you had another FitPro where you just went, you know what, I'm going to record myself on the next client with all permissions etc doing uh, a tricep for example and it's just three exercises and you're going to record that four minutes and you're just going to send it to your accountability partner somebody you trust as another fit pro and they're just going to give you some honest feedback yeah it the standards of the ones that you you set as well in the trenches but the question is is are you do you have that and and how do you know you have a green light yourself how do you keep your own how do you keep that i suppose that's what what's about is about continuing to do continued professional development because yeah you come on a course you come like let's just say you level three pt and you go right i'm gonna do a circuit course yes you come along again you get reassessed yes the same occupational standards but with a different twist that's the beauty i suppose of cpd yeah yeah exactly exactly. that sums that one up it It does (laughs) what i'd love to know is what's your big takeaway from today i'd I'd love to just celebrate i suppose on all of our social (laughs) media (laughs) channels so if you are listening you've got this far i'd love it for you to just say like well done team parallel and that's not just neil and Haley. that is um jeff who has done some assessing for us before that's a guy called chris who's done some assessing as a shout out to these people uh we have sue on our team that that helps us in the background from a, an administrative administrative and like clerical duties yeah. is that would yeah. It? Yeah. yeah yeah um adam adam um, biggest high five and Tim. And, and Tim but Adam probably does the most I'm going to say yeah. um, and who we go to quite a bit so if you're listening guys thank you Yay. but also like the biggest biggest thank you goes to the learners it goes to you because you've none of this is possible without you mm. you know what I mean like we couldn't be checked if we if we didn't have people that trusted in us to get in the classroom or get online mm. and actually be part of this crazy journey and willing to work to that standard completely so like the biggest high five yeah (laughs) it's to everybody and welcome next year like bring on the next year for the the 11th time (laughs) we're gonna go and press that green button um and i already feel a little bit nervous i love that i think nerves are a good thing people go you know people at the beginning of yesterday's assessment was i'm really nervous i'm like that's a good thing i'm already a little bit nervous for the next visit next year i'm already a little bit nervous for the next sample report that active iq ask for because are, it shows are you want it are we sitting on that green light still mm. 
You don't. And I mean, then because of that nerves a little bit, you're willing to do all the work you need to to get what you want to get. Completely. If you didn't have the nerves, you wouldn't be willing uh, to go well, all in. We'll see. We'll see. So I love it. Here is to a green light Woo-hoo. for every day going forwards inside Parallel Coaching. I feel like I need to chink. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a fist pump. Yeah. We will see you bright and breezy on Wednesday morning at 11 o'clock again. For a different podcast. And we look forward to seeing all the high fives on our social medias. See you later. Bye. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.